Hi, people who are listening. The, that technical difficulty was brought to you by computers hating me. I'm Matt, and I'm hosting this Blizzard Watch D&D stream, and I'm not calling it that thing that they all call it. I don't know why you guys call it that. It's not my <laughs> anything. Because Dano, that's why. Yeah, it's Dan. Anyway, so... As is always the case when we do this thing, I'm going to go around the table, so to speak. It's not an actual table. We're streaming this entirely from our homes. We were, you know, social distancing each other before it was cool. Um, starting up, Anne, could you introduce yourself and your character? Hi, I'm Anne Stickney, and I'm playing Mischief, who's a level seven tiefling rogue. Are we still, sp we're, we're still level seven, That's right? Still level seven, yep. Okay, cool. So a level seven tiefling rogue, yes. Okay, Corey, you're up. Hey, my name's Corey, and I'm playing Zelen, the elf fighter, and I guess I'm still level 70. Okay, uh, Deb? Hi, I'm Deb, and I'm playing Medeal, the cleric. Uh, Joe? And I'm Joe Perez, I'm playing William Rusbark, the gnome wizard that just discovered he was a clone, but is actually a real boy in a clone's body. <laughs> yeah, that, the, these, these things happen. Uh, finally, Liz, if you don't mind. Hello, I am Kanahe, a water Ganase sorcerer. Okay, uh, Mitch, who usually plays Fizzle, the Kenku bard, is out this week, probably as speculated before the stream started. He's probably off playing Animal Crossing on a giant couch fort or something. We don't know what he's doing, but he's not here. Uh, so his, his character, as best I can remember to do it, will be played by me. Well, he's uh, a mouse in a yeah. jar at the moment, so... But, but that only lasts for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when last we uh, saw our intrepid group, they'd finally gotten a mind flare to tell them how to get home and then get them home. And they've come onto the beach outside the city of Piador in the, on the continent of Riaton, which is where, even though you would never know it by this so far, cause they've spent absolutely no time there. Uh, the setting for this this campaign and we're only on like what i think episode 10 and we're like finally we're finally actually at one of the cities that i created for this place so yay um i guess so yeah you're on the beach uh the city of piador is rising up a distance it's actually not super close to the beach um it's about two or three miles away and from here you can see it, it it's an enormous Basically, Piador is, is a series of towers from this distance, and those towers are made out of what look to be glass or metal. Uh, they, they glimmer in the sunlight. They, they're very reflective. They come in a variety of colors, green, blue, brown, gold. Um, it's, it's actually a pretty striking image. But that's what you see. You're, you're on the beach. It's not like this isn't like a modern day, you know, people use the beach to go swimming type place. It just happens to be the shore. And that's where you are. So what do you all do? So, William looks at everybody and goes, uh, well, considering that last time we heard anything about anything on the material plane involving any of us, we were all horrible, horrible people doing horrible, horrible things here. We might not want to look like ourselves. Does anybody have the ability to disguise? Uh, can you guys all roll a perception check while William's talking? Sure. It's up in the D&D Dice channel, if you don't mind. And Liz posted the bot rolling basics in the work chat, so you can go look at that if you need to. I assume it's everybody but me, because I'm the one talking. Oh, no, you make one, too. Okay. 
have to actually open my character sheet. Six. <laughs> I rolled a nine. I I'm got an eighteen. Better. I'm super perceptive. I'm just starstruck by the fact that we are backwards supposed. Fourteen. Okay. Got Perception. Uh... Would you like one of us to roll for um, thistle? Nope. He's still a mouse. Uh, six. <laughs> okay, who got the highest roll? I did. Okay. Well, your roll's high enough that you notice this, but not high enough that you notice it before it happens. Um, I believe, uh, kind of, you had the jar with the with the mouse in it. I think so. Okay. As Fizzle was ta- as uh, William was talking, and you were all listening to him. It occurred to you, you didn't know where you'd put it. Oh, no. And then you look down, and it definitely wasn't there. Uh, and you look around kind of confused. But it's it's actually Meniel who sees the jar floats up and is now in the hands of a being on a disc. It's a gnome. And the gnome has a very significant beard wearing a large pair of goggles and is surrounded in a purple ball. That's a translucent ball. He's, he's got around himself while he's also floating on the desk. Is it, is it like Cadgar's wondrous wisdom ball thing? Well, it's much larger, it, it, larger than that. Cause it's, it's not just his head, but no, no, yeah, it's entirely around his entire body. It is a, okay. big, a shimmering purple dome, a globe. My, my apologies. And uh, as he gets the, the, the the jar goes into his hand. He goes, fascinating. I wouldn't have expected it. And he, that's what he says. I'm going to point at him um, to draw everybody's attention in that direction. That's our mouse. Give it back. Hey. Yeah, that's... How far, how far out is this guy? Uh, he's about 30 feet above you. Above us? <clears throat> above you and to the left. He's not directly above you. He is, but he so, is. Okay, so he's here. floating in the air. Yes, on a, on disc. a disc. Is this... This is going to sound really weird, but it was weird last week. Is it me? Well, no, you're you. Does it look like me? Uh, um, If you were older. Oh, no. Feel like how high up is the is uh fizzle's mouse jar in the it's inside the globe with him he has it okay and that's 30 none, of you, none of you rolled high enough to to notice him taking it you just rolled um medial rolled high enough to notice after the fact it would have taken a 30 to actually catch him it would have been a natural 20 would have been necessary i would have i always allow a natural 20 to succeed that's not the rules but that's how I allow them. That I basically have worked in critical successes. If you roll a twenty on a roll, then I consider it a success. Nobody did roll a twenty, so he is up there thirties. It would actually be like ten feet? feet away, ten feet away from you, and then thirty feet up. So, okay. 
I'm going to make, I, I assume, I'm not going to waste a, a big spell on it, but I assume that the bubble he's in is going to negate whatever comes in, so I'm going to try to mage hand and try to pull the uh, the the bottle back down. Yeah, that's nope. what I was going to try is do, in but... the, the bottle is inside the sphere with him. You can't cast a that's spell what in I, there. That's what I thought. He actually looks at me and he goes, mage hand, <laughs> die. Everybody, uh, we're going to have everyone roll initiative now. Uh, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Pause for a second. Polymorph okay. is a concentration spell. That's correct. Can I drop concentration? Absolutely, on your turn. I'm... Uh... I know, I know, but you're going to still have to roll initiative. If he gets to go before you get a chance to do it, that's how the game works. You can't just drop concentration whenever you like. You can be made to drop concentration, but if you want to take an action like drop concentration, it's free to you to do, but you still have to do it on your turn. So we're going to do initiative. I'm actually going to try something here that I had not done before. There's a new thing called an initiative tracker. They have it in D&D Beyond. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be using, I'm gonna use it now, basically, to do something. Okay. Is this something we can see? Because I can't see it. No, it, it's just for me to keep track of it. It's a, oh, okay. Okay. Actually, you know what? We'll do that later because I wanted to get a chance to do it, but I also want to get this encounter started. So go ahead and roll initiative. 23. 23. 21. 8. Okay. Instead of telling me just unless... Who's the next highest after Mischief? I think oh. that's Corey. Yeah. yeah, I have a... What do you have, Corey? 15? 15. 1-5. Okay. Okay, after Zelen, who's the next highest? I think Kanahe at 12. Okay. So, Will, you're, you're up. Counterspell. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's a good move, actually. Uh, uh, also, what it's level only are you casting it at? Uh, fourth level, and it's a uh, it's a reaction. Okay. You're still going to need to roll. Sure. Uh, do, 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 DC plus the spell's level. It's a fifth level spell you're trying to block. So you're going to make super high success. Yoink. I believe you only need a 12, don't you? Uh, because I'm casting it at 4th, I should only need an 11. Okay, well, go ahead and roll. And of course I messed that up, because I did. Yoink. Spaces are fun, kids. Nope, of course not. Oh, That's... God. Oh, my Lord. Okay, uh, we need a bunch of dexterity saves. Dex is roll a d20 You're... and add your dex modifier, right? It's a saving yeah. throw. It's saving not... throws are in the upper left of your yeah, character sheet, it. just I under, it. yeah. Oof. 21. 15. Okay. 
Unless this... Oh, no, never mind. That's uh, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Never mind. You need a... Uh... I'll tell you right now, you need DC 14 or better. You need to roll a 14 or better to beat this. Then I did not beat that. Okay, so it looks like Medeal... So, from what I'm seeing, it's Medeal and Zelen have failed. Willier and Mischief has succeeded. Is this what I'm seeing? I believe it looks so, like, yes. I think, I think fa she, Liz succeeded too, yeah? I don't yeah. see a roll from you. Yeah, the 20 up above. Above Joe. Yep. Okay, yeah. So, Mischief, uh, Mischief, uh, Conahay, and will you all take half damage? Oh, great. I love it when it's take half damage when you say. How much damage is that? Give me a sec. I'm, I'm actually rolling for it right now. <laughs> Ordinarily, I might decide not to do it in front of you, but I'm letting you guys see it this time. It's extra ominous that way. Great. Holy hey, Snapple! 26 points of damage, or half that if you saved. If you saved, you take, like, 13. As a roaring column of flame and light bursts from the sky and slams down onto the beach where you guys were all standing. Uh, since you guys were standing more or less together, since you just come through a portal, you don't, you're all in the column of flame. Well, because my counterspell was only a reaction, I still get an action, right? Yeah, you used your bonus action, that's all. Yeah, so uh, for my action, you I'm going... Here, by the way, you and here are in the exact same initiative order. Wait, say that again? You and here are going at the same time. Oh, me and him? Of course. Yep. Uh, so I'll throw a firebolt at him and see what happens, since that's just an action. Okay, hits the sphere, doesn't do anything. Okay. Gotta bring that sphere uh, down. My character sheet is messed up. It's just giving me deck saves, death saves, instead of hit points, and I can't change my hit points. Okay, I don't know much why it would be doing that. I guess I can just mark myself healed. Because I was at max HP. Okay. Feeling a little crispy. Okay, so that you've cast a firebolt at the yep. resilient sphere. Yep. Oh, damn. Okay. I know. I mean, I you knew know, what it you, was. Yeah, you knew what it was. Uh, but that's you know that's your round, and he's already done his. Uh, so yeah, you gonna do anything? Gonna move since you can't do a bonus action, but you can move. I mean, there's really not much point for me moving unless there's cover I can get behind, which isn't really going to matter if he's an evocation person like I am, since he ignores cover. So, no, not really. Okay. Uh, that leaves next up is Mischief, I believe. Yeah, cool. I'm going to cast Charm Person on him. Does nothing. Damn it. Um. Mm, and that was my action. Okay. Uh, 
can I, I want to move away from the group. Actually, uh, will you? Yep. Make another perception check. Twenty-one natural twenty. You can't cast in or out of a resilient sphere. So how did he fire us? We didn't, he didn't fireball you. That's the other thing. That's a flame strike. You can't cast flame strike. Oh, lovely! So the rest of us so are around here too. Something else. Who cool. else is? Who else do I see around? Since I don't I, see I, anybody else. Uh, if it matters, I do have the alert feet, so I cannot be surprised. Okay, it, it matters, and next time you shouldn't be kind of up front. But that's nothing to do with whether or not you see anybody. You sure. can be as alert as you want. If they're not, if there's a reason you can't see them, you can't see them. Or if they're not there, you can't see them for that matter. So I'll, uh, since talking is a free action, I'll yell out, look alive, there's more here. Okay. So I'm going to move away from the group because it seems like being all bunched up was a terrible idea. Okay. And I'm going to bonus action hide. Okay, you're on a beach. Yep. All right, go ahead and roll. <laughs> what is that? Is that a stealth check? That's a stealth check. I'm gonna okay. tell you right now, you're going to have to roll pretty freaking high to actually successfully hide on a beach. It's middle of the day. Nine. I rolled a natural one. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you you drop into the sand and you're kind of like, what color skin are, do you have? Purple. <laughs> yeah, this purple tiefling attempting to hide on a white sand beach in the middle of the day. I'm a shadow. No, I'm a shadow. <laughs> not, not really working. But yeah, that's so that's your round. Okay. Do you do anything else? Uh, I believe that, that would technically be an action and a move. So yeah, you have like a bonus a action. No, hiding is um, a bonus action for a rogue. Hiding right. was my bonus action. So you've bonus actioned and you've moved. So you still have an action. No, I don't because I tried to cast charm person and it failed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm all done. <laughs> all right, yeah. Then that's that's your go. Uh, Zelen, you're up. All right. Uh, so could I throw somebody up to his disc? Um, theoretically. I mean, Mister's pretty small and tiny, right? Or light? Uh, not tiny. really. I mean, she's not particularly small. I'm a tiefling. I mean, she's probably a little smaller than you, but she's not really that much smaller than you if she is. I mean, I've got a pretty good acrobatic score, and I figure that I could... I'm pretty strong, so if I just, like... It would be athletics somebody. for you. If you're trying to throw somebody, you're getting an athletics check. I mean, if if you want to try and huck me, go ahead, but... You did see my spell bounce off of it. Just going to throw that out there. And her spell bounced off of it. Right. But would a person bounce off of it? I guess that's an interesting thing know. to find out. Will you? You know that nothing is going in or out of that sphere. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not in his brain, so I can't say anything. Yeah. 
Unless if you I want see, to try and throw something, go for it. Unless I see him, unless I, I, because I, I can't even react. I can't even tell him not to. <laughs> um. Yeah. I guess then, because my first response, I thought, is just to throw a person up there, see if they can get onto his thing. Okay. Go ahead. Um. Does anyone volunteer to be thrown up there? We got to get. Are, there to he get is at back. least forty-five feet away from you. You are attempting to throw someone 45 feet, 30 feet in the air, and like 10 to 15 feet along the ground. Do you, do, you, do you understand that that will be a significant difficulty? That's a DC 25 athletics check at the least. <laughs> Just, I'm not, not trying to be mean here, but that's, so mean you're, hucking, you're hucking somebody a significant distance. Okay, maybe not a person then. I do have, I'll just try throwing a dagger at him, see if I can... Okay, it bounces off. I'm not even going to okay. make your roll. Nothing goes in or out of the resilient sphere. Now you know. Now I know. Uh, other than that, I guess try and move up, move away from people slightly. Okay. Stand on guard. Okay, uh, Kanahe. I want to look around for whoever might be here. Okay, uh, make a perception check. That's a 20. Okay. It's not a natural 20, but it's still pretty good. Um, there's something poking up out of the sand. You don't know what it is, but it's it's like a it's like a spine of some sort. Would that have been my action or would that have been a bonus action? That's your action. You now see the thing. It's actually in the sand between you guys. Well, some people have moved away, but it's it was literally you were all standing around it. Is it moving? Uh, it's kind of sticking up out of the sand. It's not. Too, it's if it's moving, it's not moving enough that you immediately notice it. And and you, Miguel, don't notice it at all. You have no idea it's there. Okay. Is it in the like melee range of any of us? Yeah, it's within melee range of all of you. Well, but it didn't attack. Out. But it didn't attack anyone when we moved out. Uh, I'm gonna back away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point at it and say there's something in the sand there, and I'm gonna back up about thirty feet. It is going to attack you. Shield. That's okay. a reaction. Alrighty. What's your armor class normally? Twelve. Okay, so we shield it. Plus five. So it's seventeen. All right. Nice, and I'll roll that one in front of you. But first, I have to go look at its stats. If she's doing shield as a reaction and all of that, does that mean that she drops concentration? No, shield is, a re is not a concentration spell. Oh, okay. Although she can certainly drop concentration if she wants to. Can I do that as a bonus action? You can just do it. It's yep. Then I, I will drop concentration as well. Yeah. <laughs> Which means the sphere now has an angry Kenku in it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
the the Kenku, like literally the the mouse fills up, swarms up to full Kenku size, hits the the glass jar thing, keeps going, <laughs> the glass explodes, he like and drops and like what? The Kenku falls and hits the bottom of the sphere and doesn't go anywhere because she can't get in or out of the sphere. Um, and nope. goes Rah! because that's what Mitch would do. But but Fizzle Fizzle can hit. Hopefully, maybe. Force a concentration check. All right. What would that do to a coming expanding out through the glass jar? Okay, he rolls an 11. He does not hit you. You get away from him successfully. Uh, as you do, he comes up out of the ground. You've never seen anything like this thing. It is vaguely bestial. It, it's like got long limbs. There's fur on its body. It kind of looks... It kind of looks like if you took a goblin, stretched it out, and then made it a dog. It's kind of very strange looking animal. <laughs> what? Okay. Took a goblin, stretched it out, and made it a dog. All right, then. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, you know, you've never really seen anything like it. I recorded that verbatim in my notes for this session. <laughs> and I'm done. I don't think... I assume I got the 30 feet back from this thing? Yeah, it, it okay. didn't successfully hit you. Your shield okay. went up and blocked it. Uh, it actually would have missed you without the shield with an 11. <sighs> so you cast yeah. it. So. Doesn't hurt. And Medeal, you are up. You see the thing coming out of the ground. I'm going to cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. As a third level spell. Alrighty. So I assume you're casting it... Are you casting it on the thing on the ground, or are you casting it at the guy in the sphere? I'm casting it on the thing, at the thing on the ground. Because okay. I have noticed that uh, things thrown up there aren't hitting. And on that, that dagger that... Uh, uh, Zelen did is gone somewhere, bounced away. So let's take care of the immediate thing on the ground. Okay. Yeah, I was looking. I don't think I have any bonuses. It's just a straight roll. The bonus is. They should use your spell in. attack. Um. Should yeah. Use your spell attack on hit. Sheet. It says on hit the no. damage plus my no, spell no, 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 casting not, ability. No, 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 no. You, you roll, hit. roll to hit, and you use your spell attack on your character sheet to hit to roll the attack. It's just like if you walked up to it and hit it with a mace, except it's a floating mace. Essentially. And it uses your spell attack, not your normal attack. A 12. Uh, it does not hit him. 
uh, as you drive, what, what is it? What does your spiritual weapon look like? It's a like a, a glowing mace. Okay, that spikes down into the sand. The thing is like kind of turned to the side, and you've missed it. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to stay where I'm at. I was all what it tried to do to Conahay. Okay. Uh, so that's what you've done this round. Alrighty. At the top of the round, uh, two things happen. One is the squawking fizzle is thrashing around inside of a bubble, and the Will you're in the in the bubble? Does something with his hands, and says, "You trust me and respect everything I say, and you'll do what I tell you." And counterspell. Okay. Oh no! I I used my reaction on shield. Never. I used my reaction already. Oh. Okay. Is anyone else doing a counterspell here? I'm not because I want to bring the bubble down. And if in Willier's brain, my brain, if he casts this spell, meh, I can always undo it later. Okay. I don't have that. So. Okay. Then, uh, then he successfully casts a spell. And because I don't feel like wasting time with a dice roll, uh, fizzle is charmed. And then he moves. Another of the... The, the entire sphere moves like 60 feet straight up. Uh, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Well, you're, you're still, it's your round. Yeah, you, so... You go after him, but you can go. My reaction before he moves out of range is to try to counterspell the bubble away again. You can't counterspell the bubble, it's already cast. You'd have to just spell it. You can't counter yeah. for yeah, things there's... as they're cast. Yep. Mm. You can counterspell the attack if he was making one, but he's not. If he were casting a spell at you, or if he was casting a spell in sure. your, your range, but you didn't counterspell the, the charm. So he just moves up 60 feet. Uh... And while he's moving up, he's actually arcing. He's heading towards Piador. Well, I guess there's nothing I can do for that, so then I'll just fireball the thing that's standing next to me. In the me. middle of multiple yep. people? I have evocation. So doesn't matter. Okay, you're going to shape it so it doesn't hit them. All right. Yep. So, deck save 14, please. Okay. Okay, uh, he definitely saves. I just realized I have a dice roller here, so I'm using it. Uh, yeah, he saves. He so he takes, takes half damage? 15 damage. Right. How much? Oh, okay. Uh, he's singed and smoking. He did not enjoy that, but he is far from dead. Okay. That's where you just go? Are you moving or anything? Nope. Mischief, you're up. How far away am I from this thing? You've moved your full 30 feet. Okay, cool. I'm going to shoot it with my crossbow. <laughs> All right. Uh, you need um, a 17 to hit. 
Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, 15. You don't hit. Okay. You get um, an extra attack? Yeah. So I'm going to try shooting it again. Okay. Because that's just, you know. A seven. Mm, no. That was even better. Great. Uh, cool. So that failed miserably. Um, is that guy zooming off with the sphere? Does it still have the Kenku in it? Yep. So he's just took fizzle and he's going away. It seems to be, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to try and, I guess, bonus action hide again because what else can I do? Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you've got spells and stuff you can cast, but. Um. I mean, not as a bonus action. All right. I thought maybe you'd have a cantrip or something. I forget how you, the arcane tricksters work. Um, Go ahead I mean, and make I that have... hide. Yeah, I was going to say, I've got cantrips, but the cantrips aren't really anything that I can do. Uh, it's just a stealth check, right? Yeah, straight up. Okay. It's still going to need to be relatively high to really successfully hide. Yeah, I know. 25. That's pretty high, though. That is the DC <laughs> that I said. So, yeah, you you dig on into the, the sand while everyone's busy going, ah, fireballs and furry goblin dog monster things. And Actually, one of the things that helps you hide is what happens next. Oh, great. The oh, sand no. begins bubbling and breaching as this enormous thing. That's It's literally large. That's what we you know it's, it looks like a centaur but an evil one with horns and it's just it's terrifying as it comes ripping up out of the ground and it looks around and sees that there's people everywhere you're all in a some of you have spread out some of you are still kind of grouped up uh, Conahay, Willier and Mediel are all still grouped up because none of them moved I I backed up 30 feet. Oh, that's feet. right. You backed up 30 feet. So just kind of, it's really just kind of Hay and Willier who were in its range then. Uh, it charges out of the sand. That takes half of its move, but you're easily within 30 feet of it. And it comes charging over at the two of you. Um, Medeal and Willier? Together, yeah. We're together, even though I backed away 30 you're feet? You're not. It's Medeal it's and Willier that are the ones that are still grouped okay. together. They didn't move. Okay. Dellen, Conahay. And Mischief all moved. Do you need us to make a, a dex check to see if we jump out of the way? No, because this he's just going to make a multi-attack. He's just trying to decide which one of you he attacks. Oh, okay. Will you, you're two. Okay, he attacks Medeal. Twenty-seven to hit. Yeah. And he attacks you again. 11 hit. No. And then his tail comes around. Uh, the tail has spikes on it. And he tries. It's basically got a giant thagomizer on the end of it. And he tries to hit you with that. Does a 14 hit you? Yes, that's just. I have a 13. Okay. Uh, 
Do, 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 do. Okay, you take eight points of damage from his trampling hooves. And you take 19 points of damage from his big spiky tail. Uh, does anyone here... Who here has the ability to comprehend languages? Me. And me. Who here speaks Abyssal? Well, we have the helms, so... I'm asking in case anybody else can uh, understand. Nope. I'm common in Infernal. Okay. Infernal? Mm. Yeah. You All you get is the sense that this is bad. Uh, but both Willier and Conahay here go... And now, in the name of the abyss, you all die. Great. Great. But, but why? You say that? Yep. Because the terrifying William Rusbach ordered it. I I'm William Rusbark. No, you are the copy. No, I'm William Rusbark. He does not actually care. Straight up, he's summoned to do a job. He's doing a job. You can't charisma your way out of this. You couldn't even if you were a bard. He is bound by the magic that brought him here to kill you. The fact that the other guy who, who summoned him said he was William Rusbach doesn't change it. So he lied. Okay, I'm evil. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I get where you're going with it. <laughs> but that was his go. Um, so Zellin, you're up. Uh, this seems like a job for a really big axe. Okay, you're not attuned to that axe. I don't know how to get attuned to it. You would take a half hour the next time you get a rest and attune to it. Oh, okay. Just how it works. And it seems like a okay. job for a really big sword. Okay. What would happen if I tried to use it if I wasn't attuned to it? It won't do anything magical. It'll oh, just okay. be a big axe you'll make it the axe attacks with. Well... Finally, something in front of me I can hit. That's what I'm really good at. So I'm going to attack the the big guy that just came charging out of the sand. Okay, you moved how far away before? Because he's right on top of Medeal right now. Uh, I wanted. To, I didn't actually say, but in my mind, about a half my full movement speed. So like, right, still it's going to take. Them, but not... It's going to take your full movement speed to get up to attack him, okay. since you didn't specify. That's fine. Go ahead and make your attacks. You need a 16 to hit him, I'll just tell you. Uh, I did not. Nope. Oh, wait. Uh, I was supposed to roll a, a plus 8 for hit, not a plus 2. So I would have had a 16? Actually, Joe... On your turn, you can attempt something to convince him otherwise. But that wasn't your turn, so you can't make an actual charisma check or anything like that. Okay. You should probably redo your thing, Corey. If it... You said your your thing was a plus six? Yeah, it was a plus 8 instead of a plus 2, and so if I would have had 16 exactly on the dot for my first attack. Okay, 16 would have hit. 
and I don't know if Joe heard what I said or not. But I did. Yep. We'll deal with that his turn. And my second attack was uh, natural twenty. Yeah. Natural twenty. That's, yeah. The natural twenty is always going to hit, but that's also a critical. So roll your damage for your first attack, and then remember when you roll your damage for your second attack, to roll twice as many dice as you normally do. Oh. That's your second attack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, not great damage, but yeah, you do you do fourteen damage on your first hit and thirteen on your second. Twenty-seven is still pretty good. Yeah, twenty-seven in total. All right. It definitely he didn't enjoy that experience. Uh, your blade, it's stabbing this thing feels strange. It's like it doesn't obey the normal rules for how flesh works. It's like it's a flesh-covered iron statue or something, but you do you do slice it up pretty good with your two strikes. Uh, that's Zelen, however. I believe, Kanahe, you're up next. Um, I want to attack the centaur with... Uh... Um, Ray of Frost. Okay, that's a spell attack, then? It's a cantrip. Yeah, it's a spell attack. Alright, are you... You're level 7, so it increases the damage on Ray of Frost, if I'm not correct. Yes, if it's I'm not 8 Okay, go ahead and make the spell attack. You need a 16. 19. That hits. And 12 damage, and it also... Uh, speed is reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Okay. He has natural cold resistance. Ah! So he takes 6 points of damage from that. I don't know if that affects the movement. In fact, I don't think it does, so he still has the speed debuff, but he is only, he's only superficially injured by the, the Ray of Frost. Um, I think that's it for me. Okay. Am I still... Yeah, I think that's it. I'm not close... I'm not next to either of these things. Oh, you are about 30 feet away from both of them. Okay. Uh, Medeal, you're up. Okay. I have one hit point left. So, for my action, I'm going to cure wounds... Why we, you had one hit point left? I had one hit point left. I took okay. an awful lot of damage. She didn't dodge the, the initial uh, yeah, I did not fire or whatever right. thing. Oh, right. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, well, dwarves can't jump. Um, so we're going to cast it as a third level spell. Well, I'll take that. Okay. That was 45 hit points okay, in yes, one. Yeah, heal yourself, but then stop everybody. I'm going to try and start and stop stream. Okay. So, someone speak. Speaking. Hello, hello, testing. All right, I'm going to start the stream now. Okay. Sorry about that, guys at home. Uh, we'll try and 
keep that to a minimum. Not sure what happened there. But yeah, we're back in now. So Medeal, you just healed up for forty five. Does that put you what does that put you at? I don't really know. That yeah, puts me at forty six. Okay. Alrighty, that's Medeal's go. Um uh, looking at what we have. Do I get here. a bonus action? You get a bonus action and you can move. Um, you also can, yeah, you can make the, the spiritual weapon attack. Right. That's I was going to make the, the weapon attack because it's a bonus attack. And it misses! Yeah, that doesn't hit either of them. That doesn't go anywhere. So, Zell, you hit it, right? Yep, 27. Okay. He he does something like when you hit him, he grimaced, and you you noticed that his hand kind of twitched, but he kept like he, he, whatever it was. He doesn't seem perturbed by it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I guess it's the bar guest. It's going to try and get to. Uh, will you? What's your what's your AC? Currently a thirteen. Until yeah, I decide to do anything. You'd be obviously wearing like robes and not armor. Whereas, the deal. What are you wearing? Like, do you have armor on of any kind on? I have. I do have weapon. I have light armor. And no shield? No shield. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think you're, there's any real difference between your two ACs. Yeah, I don't think but. so either. All right, well, I'll just have it go for William because he's there. I mean, I'm going to shield it. Ten misses you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he misses on his attack. Okay. Doesn't... Does he have that? No, he does not have that. All right. Uh, then that's it for them, and that's it for the round. So we are now at the top of the order. Uh, the other Willier heads away another 60 or so feet. He will be moving 60 feet around every round. At this point, he's now 120 feet away, and he's effectively out of combat. Yep. Uh, Willier, you're up. Is there any way for me to wrest control of the summons? Go ahead and make an... I'll let you make an Arcana check. I won't even make it an action. Go ahead and make an Arcana check. 22. No... Because the spell was cast by the actual caster. It doesn't matter what he tells them. He doesn't have to tell them who he actually is. The, he, the thing is bound by the magic of the summoning, not by, you know... Okay. Didn't, he didn't pull a... It, it's not like he, he signed a document saying he's William. You know, it just, he just told them that was his name. And there's no way for me uh, that I know of to, to unsummon him, essentially. Uh, you could If you have the banishing spell... I don't. You could banish him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
if somebody else has it, same thing. Uh, but other than that, no, he pretty much he's there. He exists. He's gonna so keep I'll, going. Stop. I'll kind of yeah. I'll kind of use my action. Uh, I'll yell at uh, Medeal. Uh, if you can banish, that would be good. Uh, I don't know what you have prepared or what your your cleric abilities are, but I'm gonna just throw that out there. Uh, and I will, I guess, Melf's Acid Arrow this thing. Let's see. D20 plus 6. I'm assuming a 21 hits. Uh, say again? A 21 hits him, right? Can you hear me? I thought it did, but I don't remember. I, I think Rossi can't hear us. No, I can hear you now. There we go. Uh, but unfortunately, the stream now can't. Because every time that happens, I have to unplug and replug to get you guys back. And when I do that, the streaming doesn't pick you guys up anymore. So I'm going to have to stop and start again. This is going to get going real fast. Okay. I think the number that you had to hit, Joe, was 16. So 21 so would too. hit. Yeah. Also, uh, that roll that you made for damage, what? Yeah, I rolled maximum on D4s. <laughs> you rolled 5D4 and got a 20. That was crazy. <laughs> Sometimes the dice maiden is, is good. <laughs> Should we use all that luck on our lottery? Okay, Joe. Um, I can't get it to continue to work. Do you want to try and stream? Yeah, I'm loading it up right now. I apologize, everybody. I don't know why. I can't figure out why it's happening, so I can't fix it. And I think your mic just did the thing again. I'm going to blame it on our clones in Peador. Sure. Was that fire damage, Joe? Acid damage. It's a Mel's acid arrow. Um, I'm not quite streaming yet, and give me one second. Okay. All right. Now we should be live again. Everybody should be able to hear everybody else. And let me just get my time marker before we start back in so that I can actually make editing not a nightmare. There we go. So All right. That was fire damage, you said? Acid. That was Melf's acid arrow. So he took 20 points of acid damage to the face. That's on the big guy? On the big guy. Yeah, his resistances are lightning, cold, and fire, and he's immune to poison, so he's not immune to acid. Yep, and so at the end of his... full the full 20. And okay. at the end of his next turn, he'll take another 2d4. Alrighty. Um... So you did that. Well, then what do you do? Um, do you, mind, you are currently standing right next to this guy. Yeah, I mean, I can't take a disengage action because I'll take a, an attack of opportunity. Um, okay. So he, you've seen him attack three times in one round. I know. He, he cannot attack of opportunity you three times. If you oh, stay there, he is going to pound you used, into the ground. 
He's I, used his reaction already. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. He'll get the attack. If he hits me, oh. my my hit points are so low that uh, an attack of opportunity... I'm, I'm trying to weigh the the, the pros and right. cons, is what it boils down to. I will tell to. you up front that he has uh, multi-attack, which I shouldn't have told you, but... I know he has multi-attack, because I've, I've seen him attack multiple times. Uh, he fine. hit me three times! I'll, I'll move out of combat. Okay. He doesn't attack you. Okay. Uh, at that point, I'm going to say, since you've now moved away from him, you should make an arcana check. Okay. 23. He was casting a spell, and he's been concentrating on it. Ooh. Did he make his concentration after taking all that damage? No. Sweet. That's how you know that he failed the concentration check. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to keep an eye um, out for that. Who here has... Does anybody here have a perception, a passive perception, above 17? I don't think so. Mine's a whole 10. Okay. Mine's a 14. Yeah, you know. You can... If you have a perception above a 14, a PP above 14, I'll let you make a perception check right now. I have a flat 14. Yeah, it has to be above a 14. Have you anybody? No, my investigation. My investigation side, but not, not passive. Yeah, investigation is not what this is. This is a perception check. This my passive everything really sucks. <laughs> All right, nobody sees it. All right. <laughs> Uh, that was Willier's go. Willier did a significant amount of damage. Between Willier and Zellion, the thing is actually taking a bit of a beating at this point. Uh, next up. Mischief, you are up. Cool. I'm going to come out of my hiding place and I'm going to shoot it with, a, with an arrow. Or try to. Anyway, okay. it didn't really work really well last time. I can't spell either. What is it? Okay. 11? Oh! Um, nope, that's not going to hit. Okay, well, I'm going to try it again. Six. That no. was a natural one. Two, Great. two whiffs. Uh, both arrows go wide. Apparently, you're really good at hiding. Okay. Maybe too good. Well, cool. I'm going to hide again. Okay. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Yeah, <laughs> natural twenty. Natural twenty on the hide. Great, great. Yeah, he, he doesn't see you. He doesn't even notice that you did anything because the arrows didn't go near him. Great, great. I don't think anybody in your party knew you did anything. <laughs> well, that's it for my actions. Mistress is just like really ineffective today. Sorry, guys. Okay, at this point, he looks down at the annoying dwarf that healed herself um, as far as he can tell up to fall. He doesn't know your, your hit points. Uh, he only looks over at the annoying gnome that acid melted him and decides he's going to pound the thing in front of him into the ground first and then he's going to go over and pound the uh, gnome if the thing in front of him dies. Satisfied with his plan, he makes his first attack roll. 21 going to hit? Yes, sir. Okay. Second attack roll, the claws. 
the f- 14 going to hit? Yes, sir. Okay, and third with the tail. Ooh, uh, 10? No. Okay, so you get claws and you get hoods. All right, first one. I'll use the dice bot for the damage because the dice bot seems to be kind of against you guys. We'll see what it does here. (laughs) I will use the murder bot to make murder. That's what I heard. Oh, eh, actually, not that great of a roll. Nine points of damage from the hooves and... Twelve points of damage from the claws. Okay. Amidio. He didn't actually get over to you. Yeah, no, I know. First. You still up, Medio? Yeah, I'm at 16. Okay. Is that the end of this thing's turn? Not entirely. Okay. But... Oh, he has magic resistance. Hmm. Oh, well, I didn't realize... Ooh, yeah, he can do that, can he? Oh, that was a mistake. He could have done that. All right, yeah, end of the round. He takes another so six takes points of acid, acid damage. damage. Yep. All right, yeah, he's still up, but definitely doesn't like the assassin damage thing. It did not make him happy. But that's it for him. Zelen, you're up. Okay, um, I'm going to attack. Okay. Uh, before I do that, I'm going to use my bonus action. Second win. Okay. I am pretty hurt off that fireball, and I forgot that I could do that. So I health back. Okay. And then I'm just going to attack the big thing in front of me again. All right. Remember, it's a 16 hit. First attack hit. Second attack hits. Two hits. Uh, I'm going to use the superiority dice on the first attack to make, to do a maneuvering attack. uh, To let Medeal get out of combat with him without provoking, or out of range of him without provoking attack opportunity. Okay. Move back, not be right next to the thing that has just savagely attacked her. Okay. So aside from that, what does that do? Does it do extra damage as well? Yeah, it does an extra 1d8. So, first hit is 13. You like 13s, apparently. And the second hit is a 14. All right. Uh, definitely not enjoying what's happening to it, but not dead either. Thrilled exactly the same damage twice. Is that it for you? Or are you doing anything else? Yeah, I think that's it. For- okay. That's Zelen's go. Um... Conahay, you're up. Uh, I am going to use Chill Touch on it. And despite the name, it is not actually cold damage. 
It's necromantic, I believe. Yes. It's necromantic. Necrotic. Okay. Yeah, necrotic. It's a spell attack, so go ahead and roll. Remember, he's got magic resistance, however. I mean, I don't. Magic is kind of what I got to work with here. It doesn't actually matter here. It's for saving throws. So, do you're making an attack roll? I didn't. Roll the I didn't. So you don't hit. The uh, aura of evilness about the thing keeps the magic from touching it. Uh, I don't really have anything useful to do other than that. So, Kahi uh, is done. Okay. The creature that came, was coming up out of the ground reaches out and touches the uh, Armalite. I'll just tell you what it is. And you see some of its wounds begin to heal and close up. The centaur or the dog thing? The dog thing did that to the centaur. Oh... I think the dog thing is the evil version of Dan that disappeared. Maybe it's just the version of Dan that disappeared. Is that hard luck? Then, after it does that, it turns to Zelen and gibbers something in a barking language, and you need to make a wisdom save. Does 6 save? No, it does not. DC 14. Um... You don't want to hurt this thing anymore, or its friend. You you think these are good things, and it, it's not reasonable to attack them. This is not something I would have been able to reaction counterspell, right? You can attempt to do so, absolutely. Yeah, so I'll burn a third third level counterspell. Okay. Let me look that spell up to make sure that that's not if, whether that's an auto. Yep, you straight up just stop it. And then uh, as I do that, I just kind of wink at the it. Armalite, go, oh, no, 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 the Armalite, no. The Armalite counterspells your counterspell. I forgot that it can do that. It hasn't taken its... Uh, it counterspell! Taken, it's counterspell. <laughs> okay. How many can we stand? So you're counterspelling his counterspelling of the counterspell. Yeah, okay, I think he can sure, theoretically do that. Yes, this you is, can do that. The irony of this yeah. is that it, this this only happens in Wizards of the Coast games between this and Magic the <laughs> Gathering. Go figure. Reactions, man. It's counter spells all the way down. <laughs> so yeah, so unless he's counterspelling it higher than third level, that oh. means mine so no, off. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. His counterspell was using third level to counterspell. Her counterspell, you're using it at third level as well? Yeah, all I have is third level right now. Yeah, that'll automatically interrupt it. So yeah, uh, Joe successfully counterspells the charm person. <laughs> which annoys the thing coming up out of the ground. It was like, but Zelen, you, no you no longer feel it. For a second, you're like, you know, they, they do make good points. And then you're like, no, wait, what? No, that was silly, what? Yeah, you're fine. And that was the goblin dog that did that, right? Yes. Okay. Goblin dog. Which, hmm, can it do that this round? Hold on, I'm going to make sure of something. Do, 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 do. 
No, I can't this round. Okay, uh, that's that's it for that. That's I think that's everybody who's got ghosts. That that big chain of counter spells went off, and we're to the top of the round. So, Willier, you're up. I'm gonna acid arrow at second level. Same dude. Okay. I'm assuming a 23 hits. 23 will definitely hit. Uh, six more points of acid damage. And you did six points of damage, or? Six points of acid damage. And then at the end of its next turn, it will have to... It'll just take another 2d6, or 2d4, excuse me. I'm pretty sure you did six points of damage, or did you do something else? Six points of acid damage, yes. Okay, yeah, it's... He's still up. Yep, and then next at the end of its next turn, it'll take another two d four. Okay. Uh, I believe that takes us to mischief. Right. Um. I'm I'm going to take a different tactic this time around, and instead of shooting the big thing, I'm going to shoot the goblin dog. Okay. Because you know, maybe that'll have a better. I. It's just going to fail. I. But. It's okay. A twelve. Uh, twelve does not hit him. Yeah. Okay. So I'm don't gonna try it again. Hold on. Don't you get advantage because you're a rogue because it's a surprise attack if it didn't see you or it's already oh. engaged. She yeah. hasn't succeeded in stealth. Oh no! You're in a natural twenty. Yes. So yeah, you do get an advantage. And not only that, but I mean, if it's engaged already, it still counts for the first attack. I think it's one attack per turn. So do I get a roll again? Yes. Okay, and it's the higher of the two rolls, right? If you roll higher than a 12 this time, then yeah. Oops. I didn't... <sighs> 19. That will hit That's him. higher than a 12. Yeah. yeah, okay, I hit him, and I get sneak attack damage, yeah? Yes, because you successfully... Oh my god, I get to 20. hit something. I get to hit the goblin dog. Alright, uh, hang on. 1d6 plus 2, but I get... Where's it? Okay. Eleven. Points of damage. Okay, the arrow goes into his shoulder and he's like, Argh! and looks over okay. at you. You, you now can make another attack if you would like. Since yeah, that was your I'm going to shoot him again because... You don't get advantage this time. No. Uh, 16? Nope. Okay. Then, um, cool. Uh, bonus action hide. Okay. <laughs> you will need a natural 20 or he is going to see where you are. Yeah, There's I kind of no figured. Uh, no, I got 11, so he yeah, knows no. where I'm at. That's, that's he fine. Quite, he's quite up on where you are. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, then the Armonite goes. He turns and points his hand at Willier. 
and electricity crackles around it. And this will actually catch Medeal as well. Actually, no, because your Medeal's in front of him, so blow yours out to the side. The line of electricity 60 feet long and 10 feet wide. This is a natural ability. Oh, it's a natural ability. Okay, never mind then. Well, it's not natural. He's a demon. <laughs> but you must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. Yeah, nope, that's a no. You take 31 points of damage from his lightning lance. I'm down. Ow! No! Uh, roll the damage for acid. Six more points of damage. Okay, he's looking pretty rough. But, yeah, he just reached out one hand and, like, and the lightning crackled across the beach and slammed into Willier and Willier dropped. That's his round. Uh, I believe, Zelen, you're up, aren't you? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to yell at the top of my lungs, Willier, really loud, and then attack the guy, because, you know. He looks at you. I'm not Willier. <laughs> First attack. That hits. That hits. That will also hit. I'm going to make the... Uh... Is the Is the goblin dog still right next to him? Yeah, they're both right next to each other. Then I'm going to make both of those attacks sweeping attack. Okay. Does uh, that cost you a superiority day? Yeah. Each of them will take one dice. Which means I have one left. Alright, roll damage. So, main guy takes 22, and the goblin dog takes 11. Okay. 22. He is still up, but he is not looking good. Like, that was that was a big chunk of what he had left. He's like, kill you. Urgh, urgh. But you, you don't actually understand him, but Conahan understands him. Uh, in fact, I believe, are you doing anything else? Uh, no. Just really out of breath now, I would say. Okay. Uh, Conahe, you're up. Gonna try Chill Touch again. Okay. 16 hit. That's a 23. That hits. Do two points of damage. Nine points of damage. As you reach out and focus through the, the magical aura around the thing, you grab hold of its life force with necrotic energy and you just <laughs> tear it from its body. The thing spasms and its wings catch black fire and its entire form 
crackles and falls apart as the necrotic energy suffuses it and it dies. That so, felt pretty good. That felt good. Um, that's really all I can do. Okay. So now we just have a goblin dog, yeah? That's correct. Okay. But, um, Medeal, you're up. Willier's down on the beach about 40, 50, 45 feet away from you. Right. Okay. Um, I am going to go over to Willier and cast Spare the Dying. Okay. So, no, he's automatically stabilized at zero? Right. He's automatically stabilized at zero. We'll get him fixed once we take care of Demon Dog. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm going to um, use my spiritual weapon. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack. That's a 24. That hits. very tense right now everyone <laughs> there we go 11 between medeals shooting it with an arrow a couple of times uh zelens shooting it with just, an arrow. yes yes uh let's make sure we get the proper credit i feel like someone's a little annoyed that she missed a bunch of times yeah um, zelens uh sweeping sword strikes and now the giant glowing mace pounding it it, it the, the, the goblin dog is not doing well And so, since that was Medeal's round, are you doing anything else? You've cast a, you've cast a spell, you've done yes, a bonus action attack, right, and, and you moved. Right, I, I, I think that's it. Yeah, you're done. Uh, hmm. What round did you guys do? The, that was last turn round when you did the, the big counterspell roulette? Yes. I think so. Well, he'll risk it anyway. Yeah. The Barghest does something magical. I should have another counter spell in me. Okay. You will need to roll for this one. Okay. What do I roll? Uh, you're making a spell check. It's like your spell attack type thing. You're trying to beat... Um, 10 plus the spell see. Yeah, you're trying to beat an 11 here. Ah! I rolled a 10. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. Ooh, yeah. He's gone. He just woomfs out. What a jerk. Not a fan of this whatever it is. Any of this. <clears throat> I don't know, guys. You beat a large fiendish, a large fiend who is supposed to be a challenge by himself for a group your size. So I don't feel too bad about your uh, you, what you did here. Um, I mean, that is how that Mr. is the end of combat. 
Okay. Mischief is going to, like, kind of investigate and look around and make sure there's nothing else hiding in the sand. Okay. Go ahead yeah. and make an investigate check, I guess. Cool. Uh, seven. You found a bucket. Cool. It's got a shovel <laughs> in it. Ah, oh, is it? Is, pla is it? Is it like? It's not cool. plastic because they don't have plastic here. It's okay. it's like a it's just a bucket, like a little tin bucket. Cool. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy about that and like you know pick it up. But other than that, okay. Then what else? Okay, so what are you guys doing? Obviously, and then I'm Willier's... gonna scurry over to where Woolier's at because yeah. Concerned. I'm going to cast Cure Wounds at third level uh, to get him, try and get him, give him some hit points. Okay. Well, there's 21. Okay, that... I believe that means you have 21 now. Yep, I am uh, almost back to full. Because <laughs> I am squish. Uh, well, you're just going <gasps> to... That was not fun. Did we win? We killed it for you. Well, yes, they killed we, it for you. We we killed one of them and the dog goblin thing teleported away. Okay, well, um, yeah, this is uh This is not great. We should uh, yeah. We should probably find some place to be that's cover. Yes. I mean, welcome home? Not? I, I didn't expect to run into myself that quickly. Uh, yeah, that was a little, a little disconcerting there. How did it know? I'm guessing it sensed the giant hole in the sky we fell through. Oh. What do we do about... It has Fizzle. We have to get him back. Yeah. I... <clears throat> I don't know if we can fight him quite yet. Just we don't have say, to fight him. We just have to get Fizzle back. DM aside, the 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 yeah, from Conahay there was brilliant. <laughs> I'm I'm also. Do we? My other concern is that what I was saying before we got jumped. Um, yeah. If we're the evil us's or whatever that works out to be i'm really afraid of going into the city and then just being killed on site uh, yeah, yeah i i, I kind of had that same thought that maybe going into the city isn't a good idea at this point we can't and... just stay on the beach forever though we have to no well if... one of us can she seems to be hiding all the time well, it, I, it seemed like she wasn't even here half the fight. Come on. I mean... Do we have ideas then? Because I can't even offer up my family estate. Are there any other towns in the vicinity? Would any of us familiar might know that? Peodor is a massive city. It is basically... Like, imagine if you're in New York City. And you're like, are there any other towns around? Technically... There are other towns around, but they're effectively part of Piedor in much the same way that, you know, after you get out of New York City proper, there's plenty of little towns in the area around it. But those towns are essentially part of the metropolitan area. 
everything around Piador focuses on Piador. There is a fishing village that Willier would know for a fact is about a, a mile up the beach from where you guys are because Willier knows where this place is. It occurs to you, Willier, this is a place you used to go. You used to come here to watch the, 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 the patterns of water as they came up on the land because he would give you ideas for arcane experiments to try. And you would like to count the seashells as well. And then occasionally you would perform experiments on the seashells just because you were there. Um, but you, you do know where you are. You have been here. And in fact, you're starting to wonder if that's why the portal opened here. Because, and if the reason yeah. he sensed that you were here is because he uses it. Like, effectively, you came through into his backyard, for lack of a better word. And we know that he uh, or us are multidimensional scourges, so using the portal would make sense. I relay all that to the group. So we could maybe use the fishing village, and maybe it won't bother us long enough for us to heal up. I mean... Mm. Seems Fishing like village sounds good. Can you guys disguise yourselves? Nope. Do we need to disguise ourselves? Like he, if that was Willier on the disc, he he looks so much older than us. Uh, Willier will actually at that point when people start talking about disguising himself or themselves will actually some, do something he has never done before, which is he's going to take like a straight blade and shave off all of his facial hair. While you're talking, while we're while we're doing our things, yeah. Okay. Uh, in point of fact, uh, Zelen is correct in that the Willier on the disc looked to be significantly older. Which is why he's and cutting. Keep in mind, keep in mind, gnomes live longer mm -hmm. than almost everybody but elves. So for for him to look that much older is interesting. Yeah, my my other thought was how long have we been gone? in terms of dimensional years. Well, you're looking up at Piador, and Piador does not look significantly different to you. The towers are all as you remember them. There's no, But then again, that shouldn't be that surprising because Piador hasn't really changed much in 300 years. Mm -hmm. And it was settled about 1,000 years ago. So, yeah. It's hard to know for sure how long you've been gone. How, how much older did, did he look to me, if I had to take a guess? M he had a significantly larger, longer beard than yours. It was grayer. Uh, his hair was much longer and wilder. Yeah, he didn't so, seem hampered by age in any way. Sure. Yeah, I just, I basically, I'm shaving myself to make myself look younger, if that matters. Yeah. Makes it, you know what? Go ahead and make a dexterity check. Sure. <laughs> 17. That's not too bad. Um, he, if anyone's ever shaved just with a with a blade while not looking in a mirror, knows he misses a few spots. He looks, you know, but it's not bad. It, he doesn't cut himself, and it it generally trims himself down to a goatee and mustache relatively quickly. If you want to go more than that, you can absolutely. No, goatee and mustache is fine. It, it, I, but the whole goal is just to make myself look younger enough that you do look you do look a little younger. Yeah, that's as good as well, I can do. He was doing that, and while he was doing that, Mischief all of a sudden looks like a human. Okay. Mischief a very attractive like human. human, but just a human. If she says so herself. Yeah. 
same color hair. So like white blonde hair, but just a human. Okay. Um, um, anybody else doing anything else before before you guys? Are you staying on the beach? Where are you guys doing? Give me an idea. I was gonna. Well, let's go to the fishing village. Unless yeah, anybody thinking, has. Any let's idea. go to. The, let's go there. Kind of stay on the outskirts and take a look. And I will when change the... out of my smoking robe into like my regular like low commoner adventuring gear that I have because I do have an adventuring backpack. Okay. When the fireball or when the giant uh, demony thing disappeared, does it did it leave anything behind or did it just like poof out of it? Its body is there on the ground, smoldering and rotting. Oh, I definitely want to investigate this body and like kick it at least <laughs> once. Yeah, kick it without doing any rolls. If you want to make an investigate check, that's a roll. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll investigate it, but I'm also gonna kick it. This thing was really. Ugh. I will lend the help action. Okay, roll with advantage. To the kick or to the investigation? No, to the, the investigation. kick doesn't require a roll. <laughs> Reminding myself what that... Uh, R2D20K1 plus whatever your bonus is. With the space between the R and the 2. And with your bonus, if you have any. I don't have a bonus. And that okay. was not good. It's a nine, even with a bandage. Well, it's not hard to find that it didn't have a weapon. It was using its hands and its claws and its hooves and its tail. Uh, it didn't have anything. The only thing it would have it had that's of any real note is a large gemstone. Uh, about... Yeah, actually, it would be even larger than that. Uh, you're you're about what five and a half, six feet tall. Like you're, you're generally about human size. Yeah, this uh, thing. Yeah. this thing's three feet across. Whoa! It's blood red, and it's sparkling and flashing. Uh, will you? Mischief you know, looks at you, it and kind of sniffs uh, and goes. You know, would have really liked that. You. Can you look at this thing? Sure, I'll, I'll cast Detect Magic on it. The first thing you notice is that it is, in fact, very magical. The second thing you notice is that, yes, Fizzle would have loved this thing because it's very sparkly shiny. and it's flashy. It's changes so colors. shiny. It's fascinating to look into it. And as you look into it, you think to yourself, really, if only I could spend all my time just studying this one gem and not doing anything else ever except allowing him into my mind. And then you pull away. Uh, I'm going to guess that's... Uh... Uh, charm or whatever school of magic charm person's in or whatever. No, 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 definitely not. Really, it's something else and something worse. Well, uh, detect magic does tell me the school of magic. It doesn't. This is not a, 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 a. This is not that kind of thing. It is not a kind of magic that's trying to affect you. It felt like something was trying to enter into your brain. I relay your that. Mind. Um, oh, sounds bad. Can we can we smash it? Uh, you can try to do that. You, the magic on it is very strong. It's a strong magic item. Should we? Should, should we bring it to somebody else who might know more about can it? Can I? Can I identify it then? You can. You'd have to cast a spell. 
Sure. Why not? Are you just casting identify on that? Because you also have a magical axe that hasn't been identified yet. I'll do that as well. Okay. Do give me a second because I've been wanting to give that axe to him for a while now. I have to find <laughs> the stats for it. Yay! I have to go straight to uh, that thing account. too. Yeah. So the gem, it's it's a gem of of plain seeing. Okay. It allows you to when you're using it, it allows you to peer through it and into another plane that has a similar gem like it. It's a unique magic item. So it's like a palantir. Except it's it's just tuned to the other gem. It's like imagine if you had a gem ascending, except it works across planes. Okay. You can see into the other plane through it, and it can see, into, and whoever's got the other one can see into this plane through it. I will relay that to the group. As for Zelen, I'm going in your character sheet now. And I'm going to add the uh, axe in question, so give me one second. Go ahead and look in your character sheet now. You should be able to find it. Is it good? Refreshing. Axe of the Dwarvish Lords. Okay. That sounds really good. It does. Cries of Men, Battle Axe. Magic yeah, weapon. if if you attune to it, it resizes to being a battle axe. It's not a two-handed weapon; it's a one-handed weapon. It was just that big because a minotaur was using it. Okay. So you should attune to that puppy when we've got a minute. But I think we should go to the fishing village and get off the beach. Yeah. I've 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 rested enough that I feel like I can walk. <laughs> So. I'm using some of my sorcery points to regenerate a couple of spell slots. Okay, as you're walking down the beach, the uh, village in question is named Tielach, which in Elven means fishing village. <laughs> like it's, it's just what it means. Zelen would know. Anybody else speak? Yes. Yeah. Very uh, creative. I'm going to actually have to do a, a, a manual version of that axe because I it, remember I actually had intended it to be a great axe on a battle axe. So we'll work on that. But that's effectively what it is. Okay. So it will be considered two-hand for... It'll be considered two-hand. It'll be a great axe. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll go and make a custom version that's proper for you. But that'll be at some other session because we don't have time right now. Uh, but yeah, for right now, it's the axe of the Dwarvish Lords. It's an incredibly powerful magical artifact. Mm-hmm. Slightly better in the hands of a dwarf, but, you know, hey, you'll be annoying a lot of dwarves. Uh, <laughs> in fact, Medial, even you feel a little weird seeing him use the axe of the dwarvish lords. You you barely know anything about it, but you're yeah, like... Yeah, I... But, oh, hey, that kind of looks like my ancestors used to use stuff like that. 
Oh, it's definitely of Dwarven make. It's, it's unmistakably Dwarven now. It, the Identify spell, it's like it blasted a layer of soot and filth off of the thing. Uh, it's like the axe awakened when he, it was... When it was. You're not attuned to it yet because you're still walking, but... I'm kind of curious. What what god does uh, Medeal serve? That's up to her. There are various gods in the setting. If Medeal decides she wants to work for any of them, she can or she can work for... One of the standard D&D ones. The setting ones are more common, but... Sure. I was just kind of curious if uh, if Gim had made a, a choice. I haven't. Uh, I know which domain I'm I'm taking, but I haven't, I haven't had time to really think about the gods. I got a history done, but that was... All right. Well, as you, you finally get to uh, Tealoc, and uh, there's several people i'm um, not just elves there's elves orcs uh, a couple of dwarves uh, a few humans like 12 gnomes uh, the 12 gnomes are actually interesting because they're all wearing the robes uh the black and, and gold vestments of eonan who is the god of death uh, he's not the it's not like a god of death eonan is not the kind of god of death who's like <laughs> eonan is very much the god of death as somebody who wants death to not be terrible for people. Uh, Yonin became god of death when the previous god of death, Dytrex, uh, had claimed his wife. And he went down to the rand of the dead and was like, how could you, you know, how can you be so cruel, so heartless? And he was like, oh, you think you can do better? Fine. You're god of death now. I quit. So that's how Yonin got the job. Uh, so Yonin's a very, he's very matter of fact, not a, not big on, you know, not big on skulls and, and, you know, ooh, I'm spooky. He, you know, it's very much, oh, so you're dead now. Okay. Sucks. I know it is. He was a bard in life, so. Okay, then. They're, they're, um, they're currently, what they're doing is they're actually, like, they're, they're lifting, like, it, it, they have a, a collection of jars, and they take the jars, and they open them and scatter ashes and say a few words, and then they go down and take up another jar and do it again. And they're doing, it looks to be about like 30 jars. That's a lot of jars. Is that a bunch of dead people? Yeah, that would be the assumption. Well, more likely, yep. Like, Willier actually says that, if, if that's what uh, Mischief says. Yeah, Mischief was kind of talking under her breath to Willier, kind of. Yeah, I, I would assume that that is, they're giving last rites to the dead. That's a lot of dead people for a fishing village. That's a lot of burned dead people for a fishing village. Yeah. What happened? I'm Does ha the village itself look intact? Is there, like, obvious damage to the village? Nope. There's no damage. Well, In fact, uh, do you say any of that stuff out loud that you just said? Yeah. I do. One of the gnomes, kinda... the, the oldest looking of the gnomes, a female gnome, look, turn, looks someone goes... Oh no, dear. Uh, these are from Piador. Oh. We handle the city's dead. Oh. Piador is. Why all the way out here? Because it's where the water is. Oh. Okay. Would the, was this anything that I would have seen back during the time before I was, you know, body you'd jacked? Very you'd be vaguely aware of it because, I mean, it's. It is a major form of how people are buried, much in the same way you you even if you've never been to a funeral in, in real life, you'd know what funerals are. Sure, but you've never you 
haven't really seen it because nobody you knew had died when then, you came to Theodore. Then I will bow deeply at the uh, the gnome that speaks and, you know, just say, you know, thank you for your continued service to the city and to the dead. Thank you, Mr. Rusbar. Uh, and they don't want to kill you. Yeah. That's. I mean, you are Will your Rustmark. I'm not sure what happened. You've, you've lost your beard. It's been a day. You probably don't remember me. Um, I was in your class on, on Movanic resonant resonance. The, the, the spheres and the planes. My name's Ashila. Is this somebody from one of my classes before the body jacking or no? You. As you look at her, you're positive you don't know this person and have never met them. I apologize. Uh, I don't remember you at all. It's, it was a large lecture. And obviously I. I ended up finding a different path than, than our canon. The, uh, the singer spoke to me. Then, by all means, carry on. She goes back to her, her work. And when I said she looks older, she's older than the rest of them. But she's a young gnome. I kind of, like, turn around and just kind of, like, make weird, like, a weird face and eyes at everybody and just kind of go, eh? We should find uh, some place inside. It just kind of clears her throat and goes, so do you know if there's an inn around here somewhere, someplace where we could, you know, rest up? There's the, the Cooper's den. She What's turns that? back. Oh, oh, she said this, something. The same oh, okay. She figured you were talking to them. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Can you point us in the direction? Yeah, go slightly uphill, up up the main drag. Uh-huh. Uh, there will there will be a ten foot tall winged being. Oh, uh, he's the statue is quite impressive. Oh. Uh, it it'll be right in front of it. Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. She nods and then turns and picks out another jar and takes it into the water, and then the rest of them all begin chanting as she scatters I the ashes. Turn to the rest of the group and kind of like nudge my head towards the direction that she was going and go shall we yep. okay yeah. assuming that's what you guys do uh the, the village is not larger than you remember it and you start realizing if time has passed not much time has passed because when you go to a place and then you leave it and you go back years later there are, there's new paint jobs Things are in slightly different places. A few buildings have changed. And that stuff has happened, but not a lot of it. Not as much as you... For the amount of time it looked like he'd aged, you don't see it. Like That sh that bait shop used to be not a bait shop, but it's not like the wholesale changes. The buildings are all still pretty much the same. A couple look faded when they might have looked fresh before, but it's not... The, the amount of time that's passed does not appear to be hundreds of years or even decades. 
you think maybe 10 years has passed. That's, that's just a, but that's a ballpark guess. Okay. I mean, I'll relay that to everybody. You, you come up to the statue that they mentioned. It's, it's a very large statue. Like I, like she said, 10 feet, uh, 10 feet tall with enormous white wings. The statue itself is kind of like marble. Uh, the, the statue is of a humanoid figure with the wings in question, holding a huge mace. And the mace is made of stone as well. Um, the statue is painted. The, the loincloth and bracers and boots that it's wearing are all painted with like what looks to be gold leaf. Uh, and the eyes as well. The wings and the hair are slightly different, slightly lighter color than the, the body of the statue. Okay, is it somebody we recognize? No, it's just a winged figure. You don't you don't know. It's not any of the gods. It might be one of their servants. Is there an inscription or a plaque? No. Hmm. But in, in behind it is the uh, what looks to be what you think of the Cooper's Den place that that she mentioned. That has a sign. It just has a sign saying Cooper's on it, and uh, it's it's a pretty standard. Uh, it's definitely of dwarven make. All the buildings are of dwarven make. But some of them are wood, which is not a usual dwarven material. So they're made along the lines of dwarven buildings, but they're made out of wood. And some of them are made of stone. The stone buildings are more obviously wooden. I mean, dwarven. Cooper's Den is a big stone building. It's uh, extremely boxy and square. It's about 40 feet across, and you don't know how deep. Okay. I guess, should we go in? Mischief rolls on into the place. I'll take that as a yes. When you go in, there's that moment when you enter into a place, and even though it's got light going on inside of it, it's darker than the outside because it's a very sunny day. Um, So your eyes have to adjust. Uh, They're not too bad because you have dark vision. But it takes you a second, and as your eyes adjust, the first thing you notice is this place is, yet yet again, it's very diverse in terms of its clientele. There's two either hobgoblins, no, bugbears. Uh, They're at the bar. They're wearing armor, which is very unusual for bugbears. There's also a, a dwarf behind the bar who's literally keeping bar. There's several tables full of people. Some like there's again, tieflings. There's one person who isn't a tiefling, but there's something about them for a second that kind of feels tiefling ish, but almost completely opposite of that. They have like a kind of golden cast to their skin and eyes, uh, very dark hair and just an expression of, coldness to their to their facial features uh it's actually not too different from from conahe but definitely not elemental the way conahe is mm. uh, there's all there's you know there's others you know there's there's actually a couple no- goblins some halflings gnomes uh quite a few elves and quite a few humans i'm gonna go up to the bartender and go, hi. Do you guys have rooms here? Yes. We 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 could use. Well, I don't know how many we could use. At least a couple. Okay. How much? 
Oh. Oh. Oh, so you weren't just asking. You actually want rooms. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I keep forgetting people do that. Uh, howdy. Uh-huh. He, uh, he spits in his hand. And- uh-huh. Does he hold it out? Yes, he does. Oh, okay. So I spit in my hand and hold it out. <laughs> okay, you two shake hands. I'm Cooper. Yeah. Oh, okay. From the sign. Gotcha. Oh, that was actually my great, great, great granda. Oh. Name yeah, it's a funny story. On, huh? It's a funny story. He died. Oh, I'm sorry. Then, you know, his his son, my great, great granda, he uh, died too. And oh. then, and then the, the kicker is my granddad isn't dead. Oh no! Is he no, still, he's still here? here? Oh yeah, he oh. reaches under. He reaches under the, the, the counter and pulls out a jar uh-huh. with like a wisping smoke thing crawling around with eyes, kind of in the thing. Got turned into a smoke monster. Oh my! He puts the jar back down. And goes and then Mida. Uh huh. I don't know who he is. Oh. Okay. But Mima, Mima's in the back. She does the cooking. Oh. Okay. Well, it smells good. You actually don't smell anything. But that was, you know, he just... I'm just making it. conversation. No, <laughs> so, uh, he's, so you want rooms? Yeah. Uh, how about... Uh, who's about to... What you got going on? Uh, We got... Well, we got five right now. So, yeah, a couple of rooms would be okay. All right. Uh, do you want me to break them up by uh, the glasses and laddies? or? Do yeah, you like- let's do that. All right. All righty then. So he takes out a book, flips the book open, looks through it. Oh, it's a concentration spell. Oh, I knew I should have paid attention to that. Uh, anyway, sure. Uh, there's there's a bunch upstairs. Uh, I'll get you some keys. He, he goes under the counter. He goes, it's going to be two gold pieces for a week, and we charge by the week. Oh, okay. So it's two gold pieces a week because you're getting two rooms. Or per no, room. For every key, you give me a gold piece, and then next week you'd have to give me another gold piece. Oh, okay. So yeah. I'm giving you two keys. So that's two gold pieces. That includes so I... that that gets your meal service. Oh, hey, and, cool. And your drinks are covered. Cool. Thank you. So you can come down here and you can drink and you can get uh, three meals. Ma Okay. What? How many meals in the room? Fifteen? What what? What, a day? No, 15 total for the week. Okay, so that's about three a day? Right, All right. by day. People eat every day. All right, yeah, three. All right. <laughs> Turns back to you. Oh, yeah. I hand him two gold. Oh, here you go. Oh, that's lovely. Ooh, that's interesting. Clunk, clunk, clunk. He bites the gold piece a little. Okay. Here's your key. And Thanks. here's another key. Now, the gold key is for your room. And the other gold key is for the other room. Oh, okay. You can tell them apart in no way. There's absolutely nothing about them that's discernible, and <laughs> they work in either door. So be careful. You could end up in someone else's room. You're oh. going to want the room on the third floor to the left of the staircase. Okay. And then just, I don't know, the other, you don't care about the other people. I mean, so just give them whatever key they want. Okay. Are they going to be next to us? or? Could be if you'd like. We, we'd like to be all together, if that's okay. Sure. He goes. All right. he, he takes one key back from you, reaches down, pulls out a different key. Here's the key for the room that would be next to that one. Okay, cool. Thank you. 
can I, I give him to... my best winning smile and turn around and go, we got rooms, guys. Kanahe is just so giving this whole interaction a look. Is there anything else? Uh, that's it for now, really. We were just looking for some place to, you know, put up our feet, rest a little bit. All right. I'll let you know if we need anything else. Thank you very much, Cooper. Not a problem. Always happy to have a celebrity with us. A celebrity? Back there. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows William Rusbuck. Uh-huh. You know, he braves the dangers of the plains. Really? Brings back treasures. They made him They made him Professor Emeritus over at the Ak Jisan. Oh. Don't know what he's done to his beard, though. It's been a long day. Were you is were you on an adventure with him? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. He's, Please he's, don't blow up my inn. No, we won't. That that's not on. It, it's been a long day, but thank you, Cooper. Appreciate it. I'm gonna. Not a problem. Turn around again to everybody and go. Let's go upstairs to the third floor where these rooms are at. Yep. Yes. I don't even say anything. I just kind of like trudge up the stairs. I, I, hand him, I hand him the key that is not the key that's for the... Yeah. As you guys <laughs> I are hand him the past, other key. <laughs> he uh, takes a moment. He looks at Medea and goes, Excuse me, lass. I? No, you're not. Sorry. I thought you were someone I knew. Uh, okay... He's going back to, like, you know, cleaning up under the bar again. So you guys head up the stairs. Uh, the second floor is actually seems to be more dedicated to people who work here. Uh, you oh, see okay. several people who are wearing the similar clothes to Cooper come in and out of rooms, uh, carrying things like, you know, trays or uh, huge amounts of plates or what have you. They seem to be where the kitchens are as well. Uh, third floor, uh, the place is actually built, uh, William would know this, it's built like the uh, the Basilicon in Piador. The Basilicon are a kind of old building that you guys speculate might have been used as temples before the settling of Piador. Uh, there was another city here. In fact, the entire continent was once settled by other people. There was there were There's a native civilization to, to, to Riaton. Piedor was settled by elves who came from overseas. Uh, and they they conflicted with the uh, the people who had lived here. And there was a war. And you don't know much about this, but the Basilicons were the structures built by the people who had lived here before the elves came. And no one's entirely sure what Basilicon were for. Uh, they were clearly dwarven make, except, again... They're not the way dwarves build now. Like the dwarves in Marsera and especially the dwarves in Telkarnathas do not build this way. Uh, they're much more closed in. This is a very open air structure. But Medeal doesn't even need to make a check to know that this is dwarven manufacture. Uh, Stone cutting would just immediately tell her. She doesn't even need to, to do anything. Uh, you get up to the third floor, and the rooms are as, as he indicated them. They're quite large. Um, they're like. 10 feet by 10 feet and they have beds and there's actually when you look in them there's a water closet in each one you have to go get the water there's a there's actually a place down there after a little trial and error you figure out there's a place 
down the hallway where you can go and fill a bucket with water. Uh, but you can Fancy. use the use the water closet in these places. And you have the two rooms. Uh, there's a since Willier and Zelen will be in one room, and Mischief, Medeal, and Conahay will be in the other room. There's there's like five beds per room, so you've actually got more than enough beds for everybody. What are you cool. all gonna do? We could have just gotten one room, but that's all right. Anyway, um. I guess pile everybody into one room so we can, like, have a discussion. Okay. Uh, while you guys are doing that, I'm going to take a bio break. Do you guys want to take a bio break as well? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm back. I don't know who else is, if anybody is. I am, but I didn't go anywhere, so. Okay, well, I'm sorry for guys listening. We didn't have any commercials or anything for breaks, but, you know, that's just the way it is. It's okay. Uh, but I will say, before they get back and hear me, that was some slick counterspell action. <laughs> it was like, counterspell, counterspell, counterspell. Dude, the counter, counter, counter was pretty entertaining. <laughs> I'm going to counterspell. He's going to counterspell your counterspell. I counterspell. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, sure, you do it. Yeah, he doesn't successfully cast it. And this is why nobody likes playing it. Blue decks. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a Magic the Gathering thing? Yeah, blue is all counterspell and put that back in your hand and banish that stuff. All right, I am back. Uh, I think we're waiting on Deb and Liz. I am back. My hot water wasn't ready yet, so... I'm waiting on my hot water. The deal's got to have tea. But yeah, um, I was actually up until like I only got the idea for what was going to happen for this session about an hour before this morning. Like I think it was yesterday. I was talking about it with Liz, and I had nothing. And finally, I something hit me, and I that's why that's why a lot of that stuff happened on the beach because I was like, oh, that yeah, just just go right into it. That's what happens sometimes when you're trying to. No, that was super can, entertaining. Can confirm. Because super entertaining because, like, we didn't really do any combat last session, so it was nice to just, like, jump right into it. <laughs> Even yeah. if I was, like, terrible at rolling. The dice didn't like me today. Oh, well. The thing about that, that encounter, too, for people who are listening, um, is it's really hard to, to balance difficulty sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, the, the demon in question was called an Armalite. And by itself, it's pretty challenging, but adding in the Barcast and letting the Barcast and the Armalite both have certain spells they could cast changed the encounter quite a bit. And I wasn't certain how the group would do. The group did a lot better than I expected. Uh, quite frankly, Zelen's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am back, by the way. But yeah, okay. Now okay, Liz I think is back. everybody's back. Yeah. Right, so you guys are in the room. To... You're saying? I'm going. Oh, nothing. I had to escort the dog outside, which is a chore. But it's raining, oh, yeah. so she doesn't like to go outside. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I know how that is. Uh, all right, yeah, so everyone's in their room. You are current well, actually, you're in one of the two rooms. You're probably in the girls' room because Mischief sort of takes charge of things. So, yeah, that's where you all are, and what are you guys doing? Okay, so, Willier, um, 
obviously the trim didn't really do anything towards making people not recognize you. What the hell was all of that? Well, I guess, all of that. I guess fake me is real famous. Were you famous before you got kidnapped? Nope. Not even a little? He was a nope. relatively new member of the faculty. I was just a lesser noble. Like, I had started working at the university, like, literally the year this happened to me. It seems like you're good here, though, or at least people aren't terrified of you, although... He asked well, me not to blow did, up his inn. He's yeah, he did ask me not to blow up his inn, so maybe there's, like, a little something there, but... Like the gal at the at the lake, she didn't seem to be very perturbed or anything. I mean, that just seems like something you just ask a wizard when they come into your presence. Honestly, what it just it, what just it, in case what it feels like is it feels like my double is using Piador as his base of operations and giving it all the benefits of all of his celestial planar conquests. And they're reaping the benefits oh. so that he can be safe and not have a city and revolt against him. But I distinctly remember my body not being in one piece. So unless they created another clone, it's just somebody wearing my skin. Like an illusion or a fake or whatever. Ew. Yeah, this is real weird. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Well, what do we do now? We have to get Fizzle back somehow. We could probably use the fact that everybody knows me to just walk in. But it's going to be dangerous. You, unless you run directly into the other you. Well, I feel like we're going to run into the other him no matter what we do. But mm -hmm. we got to get Fizzle back, though. We do. We can't. Do we know where he went? Do we know kind of where he was headed? Did it look like he was going like directly? There, probably, probably back to the university would be my guess. If, I mean, I had a lab there. That's where I was doing my experimentations. I can only imagine that that would be the most logical place for them to go and to do whatever he was going to do. Okay. Well. Um, hmm, so do you think you being you is just going to be a thing we're going to have to deal with here? Because I don't think there's any disguising you, will you? I, I'm starting to believe that as well, after I did such a fantastic job shaving. <laughs> um, it's okay, it'll grow back. I don't care about that, I just, I want my life back, I want to fix whatever the heck this thing did. Yeah. And why us? Oh. Why why all of us? Like, why were we chosen? We still have no idea. Hey, Medeal, did you know that guy down at the bar? No, I didn't. And it kind of bothers me that he thought I was somebody else. Because well, I do travel. I've never traveled outside of my hometown. Well, what was it everybody called? Like, I was, I'm definitely the terror of the plains or whatever the heck they, they called it. But we all, I mean, I look we at Mr. You were the you were the flare of children, which does not yeah. seem like you even remotely close. Nope. 
What about no, everybody? No, I used to at the at the at the temple. They used to bring in adventurers, and I would give them the standard blessing based on how much money they gave to the temple, and would bless their adventures and that type of thing. That's all I ever did. What do we remember? What Medeal was called? I do not I'm remember what it was called. I mean, I guess that was more of a Rossi question. I'm going to point out, as you guys are having this conversation, you only have a Githserai's word on any of this. Yeah, but we also are basing this off the fact that we woke up in chains, yeah, but you essentially. Don't, the, the things that you that he said you were, maybe the Githserai think those things. That doesn't mean that everybody who ever meets these people is getting murdered by them. They may have done something to the Githserai. We also have the Mind Flayer's word on that, too. Minflayer only he didn't use any he didn't use any of those epithets. He didn't call you sure. the destroyer of worlds. He said that you were cloned and that Fizzle was cloned. <clears throat> so he didn't say anything about you know, he didn't say that he in fact he specifically said nobody else was cloned. Because mischief even said, What, am I cloned? And he's like, No. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm at a loss, honestly. I don't know what to do next. Well Well next we have to go find Fizzle. But it's a question of how do we find Fizzle? We should we should definitely play up that everyone recognizes Lillier. Because he'll that'll get us through so many doors. He's a celebrity, right? So we should use that to our advantage use it to get as close to wherever we think he might have gone as possible. Maybe the Gith think you're bad because you are bad to the Gith. I mean, what have we done to the Gith? We've killed a lot of them. Yeah. Maybe but... that doesn't necessarily mean that you're bad to everybody else because like I said, if everybody that was else the is case, then... unconcerned. Then why wouldn't my double why would my double have immediately tried to kill us then? Well was that your Double that did it, or the well, no, I guess he did summon the thing mm -hmm. and he did take fizzle. Mm -hmm. And neither of those actions are good actions. Maybe how much you're the one who's the destroyer. How much did you tell the rest of the party about your vision? Thing? Oh, everything literally. Like, do we all know? Okay, I mean, that's none of that stuff they did to Lillier was like friendly, yeah. so. There's at least some bad intent here. I can't. And I'm thinking if he's adopted your persona, if he's running around pretending to be you, and you had this whole back law or uh, backstory that was great and wonderful, and he wants to do something awful. He could get really, really far pretending to be you. I mean, look, but look I at mean, the people around here. But I was they nothing. You. I was nothing before this. I was just a first-year teacher. I from a well, minor from a minor noble family. Like, my my family isn't really even an important. My you know they they were just you know like a I don't even know like Baron Dutch 
type thing. I don't know. Like it was in, we're nothing. In Gnomish, you were the, the Gnomish landholder noble class is essentially just called the Gnomish landholder. The word Nutal is used and essentially just means I have a place. Um, That's yeah. It it's was not just nothing. Yeah, it's it's not nothing, but it isn't it it's relatively minor. It it is the equivalent of like having a sir. Because the gnomes don't have anything more advanced than that. They don't have kings. Uh, there's no 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 nation on the Riatan is ruled by any one particular race. They the closest is uh, Unez is is ex- almost exclusively populated by humans because magic doesn't work right there, and people who are like you know, it's very rare for anybody who is not an Unezian to go to Unez because your magic would stop working. Um, so paradoxically, people who are running away often go there. Like if you've you've made enemies in say Nazatan or Piador, you might go to Unez because they can't track you. They can't cast a spell and just find you. Mm-hmm. Um, but every uh, but so for that reason, Unez is still ruled by the people that settled it, um, who are human. But like Nazatan has a council. Uh, Piador is ruled by the head of the Archjazan, who is the magic school. It's currently an elf, but the various department heads. Uh, anyone who's a department head of the Archjazan would have extreme access to resources. For instance, the uh, the, the magical vaults and so forth uh, of the. That's the, just... probably what it's doing. I like as you, as this is coming up as we're talking about it. Like the realization hits me. Yeah, no, no, that, that that makes sense. So nobody would miss me if I was gone for a little while or swapped. Nobody knew me. I'm the perfect target. Like I, students didn't know me. Faculty didn't know me. I was brand new. I wasn't important enough for anybody to know me ahead of time. But if he took over my life and made himself successful in the way that I wanted to be successful, he would get access to the university's vault. He would be just as in uh, uh, the the level of access and connections and and power that that would give would be substantial no matter what and with the whole going to other planes that that tracks like my minor was planar cosmology like that was that was what i was sort of kind of interested in outside of evocation i know the university has artifacts and items of extreme power that's probably what he wanted or it whatever it was awesome and i just kind of put my head my head in my hands so what do we do do we just walk in if he used you to get to get to that what about the rest of us like i was just guarding caravans i didn't have any access to really i'm not a noble i don't come i have long history a long line i had i'm not i wasn't even in the military anymore why would they care about the rest of us what do you mean military anymore I, I was in the. I left. Uh, a long story, but I I had left and I was just doing the the guard thing against me. I wasn't important. I had a minor rank. It wasn't that high. But would it have been something in a way that you left that you could have gone back in? Yeah, I guess I could have. Would your rank increasing give them access to something more important or more very powerful? I mean, you were saying you're a caravan guard. That's nothing to scoff at. Caravans carry some of the most 
precious things from one area to another. I mean, for all we know, it could have been a way of them getting access to an important caravan, to something moving between cities, or movement, or being able to move things from one point to another without anybody batting an eye. If you were a caravan guard, you probably would have been doing something involving trade between Telcarnathas and either uh, Piedor or Nazaton. Which do you, like, go ahead and pick now, or just something else I'd like, but... That would have been uh, the main thing. Is tra- caravan trade is mostly either to Tel Karnathas or Eleron. And caravans to Eleron generally go through Tel Karnathas because Eleron is difficult to reach otherwise. It is not a straight... It's surrounded by desert. There's only so many paths that actually lead to it that you can take easily. Uh, so either way, you probably would have been doing something in Tel Karnathas. That's that's something that you can that you would know from his line of questioning. Okay. So that puts you in an opportunity, uh, like that. That's motive. That's opportunity. That's something that they would be exploitable, right? And I, I look at the re- everybody else. What about everybody else? Like, we haven't really had a chance to sit down and talk uh, and to learn about any of us. Really, like mine is just because of you know the brain eater decided to unlock my memories. So you know, hey, there we are. But like, at this point, you, there's Mischief? a knock at the door. Oh. Mischief kind of looks up. Hey. Yeah, I got your food. Your food? Yeah, three's a day. Oh, okay. I go open the door. It's Cooper again. Oh, tell your mom thank you. He looks at you again. Uh, make a make a sense motive. What would that? Just to roll a, a straight an insight play. check. It's an insight. Oh, check. Ins- Sorry, I play a lot of games, so sometimes I use the wrong word. <laughs> yep, all the time. Oh, hey, I'm not going to sense anything. The floor doesn't even have a motive. Okay then I'm going to say that she would probably be perceptive to get this mischief. He didn't recognize her. He thinks she's cute. (gasps) He's just trying to come up with stuff to say to her. It's pretty obvious. He's blushing furiously. Cool. Thank you for the food. It's, it's, it's mama's stew. Uh, it's, it's got, it's got apples and I know that doesn't sound good in a stew, but trust me, it works. Um, it's also got some fish, and it's got some of them little scuttly, scuttly crabs, the ones that scuttle. It's got some of that. Oh, okay. It's it's pretty it's pretty tasty if I say so myself, and I do say so myself because who else would be saying something? <laughs> anyway, yeah, here it is. And he again, he's like, he like his eyes reach over, go over at Medeo, and then go back to you, and he hands you over the stew. It's got a big ladle. It's got like a big uh, handled thing, so you don't have to burn yourself on it. Yeah, Thank be, be, you very much, Cooper. The, the lids got bowls made in. You just take them out, flip the lid over, and they're, they're right there, and you just pull them out. <gasps> That's real clever. Did you design yeah. it? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I ain't that smart. Sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, if you need anything else. Um, if we need anything, Cooper, we will let you know. Thank thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that, that, that'd be great. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so yeah. Bye. Bye. And he walks. He walks out. Kind of sh- shuffles out. 
sort of thing. As the door closes, you hear him go, stupid, stupid, where the hell did you... And as he walks away. <laughs> what she is put... so freaking funny? She puts the, the thing down at the table. The, the... And, and flips you're the giggling. lid over. You're giggling. I want to know what you're giggling about. He likes you. He thinks you're pretty. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, hey, anybody want some of this stew? Man, it smells real good. I guess we can eat while we're still talking. Yeah, yes. the stew is actually pretty good. Uh, He's right. I never thought apples kinda, would work, but they do. Yeah, it's kind of got a sweetness to it, but the 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 taste of the fish kind of like a sweet and cuts savory under it. sort of thing going. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, considering this is the uh, probably the first real food meal we've had. This is fantastic. In quite some time. This totally beats those weird little things. things. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we know why I would have been a target, and we have an idea of why Zelen would have been a target. But what about the rest of you? Like, what's your stories? Where Where are you from? What? Let's see if we can figure out why you would have been targeted. Yeah. I mean, I guess that'd probably be a worthwhile. Why would we be targeted? I mean, I'm nobody. But we like, all were nobody. We were just in a position. Really, where... I'm really I'm nobody. Like I'm I'm nobody. Or does Besides to... that, they didn't even target me right because they couldn't get the thing on my head. That's why I woke up before everybody else did. But were you targeted because of your lineage? I don't know. You were saying something in the other world or the other plane where you're talking about mother something? Yeah. Well, I mean, I must. this is out of character, but I assume you didn't tell us anything really about detail-wise with that, right? No, not so much. Except that, I mean, everybody heard because I was like, wait, is she my mom? Like, we were talking yeah. about that like in front of everybody, but so I guess, I mean, will you just ask, who's your mother? I don't know. I thought I knew. But now I don't. Well, what do you know? Not a lot, apparently. Because I was under the impression that this lady named Rachel was my mother. Because she always said she was my mother. But... Now they're saying that Caution was my mother, which kind of makes sense, I guess, because she is a tiefling. But I don't know who my dad is. And I don't I don't come from anything spectacular. But maybe, I mean, maybe you're not from this plane. Maybe. Maybe that's the reason. For some reason, Caution gave me to Rachel. I don't know why. And Rachel was pretending that I was hers. So, and how long ago was that? Because I'm not that old. I'm really not that old at all. Not even for, you know, a tiefling. I'm only like 30. Yeah, she starts counting on her fingers. 34. I mean, I'm not like super old or anything like that. But Caution was saying that they had been trapped out there for how long? So, 
is time really just that weird? It sounds like time might just literally be that weird. I mean, from time last does time... move differently on the planes. You know that. Yes, yeah. from your okay. Studies. So then I'll I'll say that like that that time moves differently depending on where you are. Like hours could be days, days could be years. Well, then they were out there for all that time, and not that much time was passing here. How long were we gone for? How long were we gone for? For I me, mean, we for woke me, it looks up... like 10 years. Right, but you weren't there with us when we woke up. And That's I don't true. Know you if and I was... were both on the boat. I don't know if I was ever even really asleep. I mean, I was, but they couldn't get the thing on my head because my horns were in the way. She gestures at the horns that are not there because she still looks like a human. <laughs> but <laughs> they were there anyway, but they couldn't get them on. They couldn't get it on over my head. So I don't know if I was ever even properly, and she does the air quote thing, cloned or what have you. I don't even know if they got to that part with me or why they would want me in the first place. <sighs> It doesn't make any sense. And Fizzle, we had to get Fizzle. Nobody knows why Fizzle. Nobody I, had any idea why Fizzle. I mean, he's a bard. Bards can move into places that others can't when they're seeking entertainment. Yeah, but I, he's he's a kanku. I mean, it's not like he can chat up a storm or anything like that. Or maybe that makes him perfect. Could, oh, chat up a storm. Sorry. He could hear things that's you don't yeah, you don't have to hear talk. things and repeat them perfectly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He does make a good spy. But then I, I turn to you know I turn to Kanahe. What about you? I'm just a sailor, dock hands, whatever odd jobs I can do on the water. Or maybe did you have your own ship? No, and the one I was sailing on went down, so there's wasn't much for me to walk away from when I got into whatever I've gotten into. So at this point, I will point out: have you you guys have not taken any kind of rest as yet? Are you going to take a short or long rest? Yeah, I was going to say we should. We should take a long rest. rest. Yeah, I need to recover. Yeah. Yes. All right. Go ahead and take a long rest, but that means it will have moved on to the next day. That's fine. Well, I'm looking at the time here. I don't know how much time uh, you guys yeah. have left. It's five o'clock. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe so. I, I, I can I, keep going as far as anyone else wants to. I'm just pointing out you've got like maybe half an hour. I was going to say we could always finish our conversation and then do a long rest if we want to call that the, the, the break point or if there's anything else we want to accomplish. I mean, my, my thing is I'm trying to get some some more idea of what we could be looking for. And so, like, I this is will you're thinking more end game. Like, maybe it's not about getting our individual lives back. Maybe it's about finding what they're after and taking it away from them. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to say at this point, you guys decided that you, you decided you were going to rest you can you can have a conversation while resting it doesn't have long rest doesn't mean just unconscious sure. especially since Zelen doesn't even sleep um, 
you see so you, so you set up uh are you guys going to set up watch while you're in this inn i would will you would yeah. highly recommend it i'm not feeling particularly safe anywhere here so yeah i'm i'm into doing watches okay there's five of you uh, Zelen doesn't sleep, as I said, he needs trances for four hours. So I'm going to just say that you do four watches, uh, one for Kanahe, one for Mischief, one for uh, Willier, and one for Medeal. You can get advantage on the perception check I'm going to have you make because Zelen can back you up. So okay. in okay. turn, I want Mischief, then Medeal, then Kanahe, and finally Willier to make perception checks. So missed your first. 16. That's roll again because you have advantage. Oh. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess the yeah. other one was five. <laughs> so Conahe, you're next. Wait, that only rolled once. Yeah. So roll again. It's because you wrote plus 4k1. That's not how you're supposed to do it. All right. Uh, despite that not being the most successful roll ever, nothing seems to happen during your watch. It's slash r 2d20 k1 plus whatever your bonus is. Like that, but without the dash, it would have been a plus instead. Well, it's uh, Gim next, right? Yes. I'm waiting for her to roll. I was waiting for my name to be called. <laughs> so, so 16, that's not bad. Uh, nothing happens during your watch. <laughs> Big now, old five. <laughs> okay. As you're you're nodding off, you're getting tired, you're trying to watch, but it's just been so stressful. It's been such a day. Um, there's a moment of disassociation, and you realize, I've fallen asleep. And the reason you know that you've fallen asleep, and you didn't you didn't get in time, you didn't sense it in time, is because someone just did something magical. And you are in your old lab. Okay. What do I see? It's your old lab. There's a lot of chains in it now. There's chains everywhere. Like okay. chains hanging from the ceiling, chains on the floor, chains across your old work table. Do I think this is a dream or have I actually been transported? You're not sure. Poke myself in the finger with my dagger. The dagger. You don't. You don't have a dagger. Sorry. Or. You don't have any or, weapon. Up or I have nothing. 
Yep, you don't even have your bags. Huh. Well, I start looking around, I guess. And sitting, uh, sitting basically in a it's, a, it's a larger chair than you remember ever having. It's kind of lavish looking. It's sort of wasteful. It's got carved, like, like arms are carved with like demon, demonic leering faces. It's you. Except much longer grayer beard, grayer hair, the big goggles. And it's he's staring right at, at me. He's not staring. He's just looking at you. Well, I uh, can't say I like what you've done with the place. What would you have done? Well, the chains are a bit much. That's fair. And I mean, the the whole devilish chair thing. I mean, that's a little on the nose. Come on. Like, yes, opulent... I, got it, I, I got it from an actual devil, so I felt like I, it's, it's got sentimental appeal. Yeah, but even then, it's, a, it's, it's so on the nose. Why don't we just... Why did you take my damn life? Like, I cut him off mid-sentence, and i that's exactly what I do. Why? He just... Would you tell you if you were me? Yes, oh, actually. Let me, you know, let me you give know, you my entire plan. You know, If you knew anything about me, you know damn well that I would. I don't know that much about you, though. That's the unfortunate thing about what you did, isn't it? Mm. You escaped. So I didn't get to know anything about you. Oh, that's fair. I found your back door, didn't I? So I had to improvise. Luckily, nobody knew you. Yeah, a little convenient there, isn't it? As you surmise to your little friends, that's why we... By, by the way, you really should have smashed the gem. Did we take the gem? Oh, no, yeah, you we did. Did we? You, you did. You I did. did. You cast Identify on it. You cast Identify on it. You had it. You didn't say, I'm putting this down or I'm throwing it away or I'm just... Oh. Yeah, well, I wasn't the one that was keeping the gem, but whatever. I should have known better. It's been a long day. It's been longer than that. So, I mean, I've really never gotten the chance to do this before. Usually it's over before I get involved. What do you want? Uh, to put you off balance, possibly scare you into leaving and not have to worry about you anymore. Well, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, I figured to give it a shot. Especially because I can't See, go anywhere and not have fear of getting my ass roasted because of you. Oh, yeah, I, I suppose that's true. I, we are going to kill you. That's what makes it so difficult, because I can't promise you anything. You're not stupid, so you'd probably know. I've read, I, I have read your journals. I'll admit that. Well, I would assume as much you needed to know about me. I kind of just made the assumption that you would have gone through all my personal belongings. And I have visited your mother a few times. I assume she's still alive? Yeah, I have no reason to kill her. Good. In fact, she, her being alive serves my purposes. She's quite proud of all you've accomplished. Well, then she can be proud when I take it back from you. I suppose. But I am interested in the others. What do you know about the bird man? I know he's a bird man and he can't talk and you took him. These are all true, but what else do you know about him? 
he's really annoying and like shiny objects. Okay, again. That's literally all I know about him. I haven't had a chance to talk with him or try to get to understand him, and you took him before we even had that opportunity, so sorry, can't help you out there, Buck. That is unfortunate. Uh, can you make a wisdom saving throw? Is it magic? It is magic, yes. I get advantage. Okay. I think my wisdom is a plus one. No, my wisdom is a plus four. 22. You feel a kind of pressure. It's clear he is doing something to you, but it is not. You're able to resist it. And he looks actually pretty impressed. Just cut the ah, bullshit. Going... Well, no, no, of course not. What are you... I'm not going to walk away now. No, I mean... I have all the advantages. Except you don't know me. I did really... I, that's true, but I did really want to know what you knew about the bird. I can do this without that. I can make it work. But I did want to know. And I do admit also to being curious about your companions. Well, you sort of interrupted that too, which makes that real difficult for me to even have anything to give you, so... Sorry, you kind of screwed yourself on that one too, bud. Uh, these things happen. I can't believe you actually managed it. Well, maybe if you knew me better, you'd understand what I'm capable well, I of. Well, I will tell you one thing. Oh? Yeah. And I think this is really very important. And he holds up like a little blue sphere. Do you know what this is? I don't know. Do I know what it is? Uh, you would have to make a pretty significant arcana check, but you can. 19? You're not entirely sure, but it does look familiar to you. Is it something that I've seen from the vault? No, it is not. In fact, as you look at it, you see for a second an image of you, but older than you remember being and younger than he is, on a walk. With another gnome. Do I recognize the other gnome? It's a female. It's not the one you saw today at the at the docks, because I knew you were going to ask. He goes, you don't remember everything that you actually did. Yeah. I, caught this, I caught this much. You want it back. Trust me. And then he puts yeah. it back. That's uh, that's going to be a big no from me on the trusting factor. Well, then don't trust me, and years of your life before I came along will be lost to you forever. So be it. If or, that's the price I need to pay to put you down and take my life back, I'll gladly pay it. I don't think you're going to be able to take your wife back if you don't remember her. Well, perhaps if you knew me better, you know that... Since I don't remember, I don't really care. It's funny how that works, isn't it? Oh, I guess I should just kill her? Sure, go for it. Make it look like you did it? Go for it. And then just leave? Feel free. It's only going to do nothing but ruin your own charade of being me, so I don't think you will. I don't need you much longer, now that I have the bird. 
He can reproduce any sound. Did you know that? Any sound? No, I didn't know that. He can even become someone after they've died. Think about what I could do with that. Oh, but I guess you don't care. Right? You don't care. Mm. So, he, and you don't need to make him a wisdom save. He's trying it again. Okay. I mean, can I counterspell? It's not a spell. It's like a layer. It's like a layer action. Okay. Twenty-three. Yep, doesn't work. He's definitely trying to get into your head, and he is very surprised he can't do it. He's like, <sighs> I told him from the beginning that the plan and you shouldn't use a dwarf. I'm not a dwarf. No, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> my mistake. From aside from the GM, that was my mistake, not his. Uh, <laughs> I knew you were a gnome, but I still said dwarf. Uh, anyway, he was. Uh, but you're right. I can't. I don't know you well enough, as you point out. I can't get in. So, since you don't want these anymore, and he picks up the the, the blue ball full of memories. I guess I'll see you later. Oh, are you still at the inn? Why would I answer you? You might want to leave. Quickly. And then you're awake. Uh, I immediately wake everybody up. Smash the gem. We got to get the hell out of here. What? What gem? Smash the gem. We have oh. to get out of here. I'll, I will explain. Whoever whoever has the gem, smash it. We got to go. We got to go okay. now. Okay. Who's got the gem? I don't know. I'm going to say everyone make a perception check to wake up quickly. Oh, okay. Because everybody was sleeping. Except Zelen. Zelen, you actually can act right now. Cool. Uh, could I have spent that time attuning to the axe, too? Yes. It, it takes half an hour. Perfect. Uh, what's happening? Where are we? What's ha what's going on? Why are you so worried right now? Uh, other oh, other me, other me, other me, brain jacked, brain, dream jacked me. I, I'll explain. Smash gem. We gotta go. Okay, I'm gonna take my greatsword out and who has the gem? Let me put it down on the floor. I'll smash it. You all get ready to get your stuff together. Let's go. Kind of had it. Do I need Wait. to roll an attack against the gem? Uh, okay. yes. It's not going to be hard to hit, but you do need a metal attack. I hit a 21. That'll hit a gem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> An inert gem on the ground, yeah. three feet across. If you'd rolled a one, you probably would have missed it. Because I would have thought that was funny. As your sword goes into it, it's strange because it doesn't resist like you would expect a gem to resist. It just kind of goes in and then into the floor. And then there's a shivering sound. And the gem, it does the opposite of exploding. It's like it implodes. And it takes your sword with it. Sorry about your sword. We got to go. Uh-oh. Like, I'm I already booking for the door after grabbing all my stuff. 
mischief grabs her stuff and follows. She's she's not going to question anything right now. She's too tired. doing the same. Okay. Uh, as you guys do all that, uh, the inn is fairly quiet. It's the middle. It's like three, three or four in the morning. Um, as you head out, you you're nothing is presenting itself. Everything seems fine. You get about ten yards away from the inn, and there's a fireball that streaks down from the sky and smashes into the ground right in front of the inn. And this enormous winged red thing unfolds. Is this it's like, the And it's it's vaguely humanoid. And it's carrying an enormous sword. This isn't the red thing we've seen before, is it? No. We did. I, did we get any kind of rest there? Yeah, you got a full rest. Apply the long rest. Uh, so we need to draw it away. I, I basically like Willier goes and points at it. That's why we got to go. Uh. As you say that, the statue, the wings suddenly move, and it goes up in the air. And the, the giant stone mace that's holding catches fire and turns gold. And it says in an incredibly deep, almost sepulchral voice, Baylor. And the thing looks up and goes... Deva, and they begin fighting right there on the street. Something tells me this isn't a floor show that we want to stick around for. Nope. I did not sign up for this. Didn't sign up for any of this. Uh, That's where we're going to cut out. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. course. We're going to be here for like three more hours if we get into this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's how that fight ends or begins more accurately. <sighs> All right. Well, that was fun. Great, great, great. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's the session for this time. Since we're, we're doing two sessions of this game in in the month of April and two of, of the games, Joe's burning two one shots as well. The next game we play will be next Saturday. That'll be Joe's one shot. If you know, so please come back for that. That's the, uh, the cyberpunk slash, you know, urban fantasy game he's running. It's going to be really cool. Uh, the next session of this game I... is in two weeks. So if you want to know what happens with the big demon that just landed and the big statue of an angel that just turned into an actual angel and yeah, what any of this has to do with what anything with any of this has to do with our party and why they've been chosen all sorts of interesting stuff. Uh, yeah. That's all coming. I, I would like to I would like to chime in and say that doing four episodes in a month we don't usually do that, but a fan of the site and a supporter of the site uh sponsored us and sponsored us doing four episodes this month so i want to say big thanks to six thousand who made all of this possible with his support and if y'all want to throw us some support on patreon uh we could keep doing this but uh we don't do the four episodes every month but we're 
yeah. here to entertain you. <laughs> you want to make Matt have more panic attacks as he realizes he doesn't have anything ready and it's going to happen this weekend? Then by all means, sponsor <laughs> us more. That's where you get demons everywhere because Matt didn't know what was going on. He's like, I can't come up with anything. Demons, demons are good. Everybody knows what a demon is. There were going to the, be demons anyway, but... I mean, the problem is that when you just come up with random stuff on the fly, it's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, there is more to come, obviously, but this is going to be it for us. Uh, we usually do a little bit of an aftercare, so... Um, going to quickly around it for everybody. Did everybody... Like, what was everybody... Did, did anyone have good good time? Did you guys have fun or what? Definitely. And so- in so well, much yeah. as watching evil me do things, yes, I had fun. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure that was going to work, but y'all don't have particularly high perceptions. <laughs> and At least so not it was today. relatively it was relatively easy for him to take the the jar while y'all were getting used to yeah, what was the, going on. The only problem and that's this is on me is I should have alert, like made sure that you knew that I had the alert feet. Yeah, but even that wouldn't matter. He was invisible when you showed up. So you wouldn't see him. And then he just took the jar and none of you noticed the jar being moved. Like he straight up just moved the jar. He wasn't even the one casting resilient sphere. Like all the, the sphere and everything about the sphere was being cast by the, uh, the armalite. Mm -hmm. The demon was actually casting everything. That's why when, when Zelen hit him, I had to do a, I did a a concentration check for him. That's why I suddenly had him roll and said that Zelen noticed his hand twitch. That was him casting the spells to get rid of of yeah, the other Willier. That, that's also why I immediately turned around after that and yeah, Melfasted arrowed the thing's face. Yeah, it, it it succeeded on its concentration checks because it just has a ridiculously high concentration. Yeah, it does. Every monster here is modified slightly. Um, either I bring them down or put them up or give them special abilities. Uh, there were actually legendaries that he didn't use because I always forget when I have legendary abilities. That's one of the things I'm not great at as a DM. But all right, uh, next time uh, is next week. That's Joe taking over for Shadowrun. Do you have anything you want to say about that before we go? Uh, so it's if anybody is unfamiliar with Shadowrun, there will be something that's going to go up. That's going to be a brief uh, explanation of what it is and what to expect. Um, but it is essentially if dystopian future where corporations are as powerful and sometimes replace governments uh, meets high fantasy. So all the joys of high technology, all the joys of high fantasy, um, it, it just sort of thrown out there into the future. Uh, it should be a really, really fun time. Uh, we're working on everybody's characters and we are going to be using the powered by the apocalypse system instead of the normal, Shadowrun system because the Shadowrun system uses way too many dice and is way too complicated for character creation. So, uh, should be a fun storytelling experience and hopefully everybody will be, you know, show up and have a good time. So, alrighty. Uh, thanks a lot for everyone for being here. Um, we'll be here, like I said, all month. We're doing it every weekend. So, see you next Saturday.